Welcome to the Four Bananas Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. With me here is Andrew, Dom, and Ginny. Today's episode, we'll be talking about Lunar New Year. What's that? Lunar New Year is soon. What a coincidence. This year is the year of the fox. So for those who are... Fox, fox. <laughs> this is the 13th Zodiac. It's a fox. <laughs> oh. This year is the year of the ox. For those who are oxes, they are known for diligence, dependability, strength, and determination. These reflect traditional conservative characteristics. So aside from Chinese horoscopes, it's an exciting time of the year for many Asians who celebrate Lunar New Year. Also, I want to emphasize the term Lunar New Year. Like I've always said Chinese New Year in the past, but... I think to be more inclusive of every other cultures out there. Because I know Vietnamese people, Japanese, Koreans, they all celebrate this because we're all going by the Lunar, Lunar New Year calendar. Mm. So I think that's why I should start saying Lunar New Year rather than Chinese. So how do you celebrate Lunar New Year in Sydney, guys? Uh, honestly, like it's so different, right? Every time I do go back to Malaysia for, I guess, yeah, we're calling it Lunar New Year now because I've grown up always knowing it as Chinese New Year. Yeah, it's so different. In, in Malaysia, it's such a big event, you know, shops are shut down. It's like at least a week or two where no one's really working and everyone's just, you know, visiting family, going through our regular traditions. But in Sydney, nothing happens, right? Maybe you might have a dinner yeah. or two with your family, extended family, but mm-hmm. that's, just, that's been my experience so far. Well, yeah, for, for I my, agree. For, yeah, I, I think for yeah. my experience overall, it was within, within Hong Kong, I think people kind of celebrate Lunar New Year a lot stronger than Christmas or just normal New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot more prominent. Like you could see all the shops, like it's all just like Lunar New Year decorations, all the new discounts and, you know, all the marketing is all about Lunar New Year. Like there's a lot of festivals um, in Hong Kong, like a lot of like flower markets for people that, know about the flower markets in Hong Kong. Back in Sydney, uh, in comparison, it's just mainly, it's a very family-focused sort of event, I think, uh, given that the Asian community isn't as big, quite naturally, compared to the actual countries themselves. But, I mean, within Sydney, I think there's still quite a bit of festivals, actually, like within, like, for example, Cabramatta, Chatswood, you know, like Eastwood, mainly the areas where there's a large Asian community. Um, there's definitely festivals around where there's, like, lion dances, performances, that sort of thing. But if you're talking about like which area has more festivities, very naturally, like it's our home countries. Yeah. So just adding a bit to what Andrew's saying as well, I think what really gets me into the vibe when um, I'm in Hong Kong for Chinese New Year would be the music. Like every shop Mm. you go into, it's always like Chinese New Year music. And also the ads on TV, like they would would end up with like a blessing or something towards the end. So everyone feels it regardless if you're living alone whatsoever and in Sydney I do agree that there's not as much Uh, so I've got a really small family in Sydney so it's mostly just our family uh, my direct family who celebrates it and so you don't get that atmosphere where everyone comes together 
at the end of the year or on the first day of the year to give each other blessings and it's just loud especially with like mahjong going on in the background mm-hmm. with your aunties and uncles every single year it it's really different in sydney uh the vibe especially Mm, definitely we don't follow as many of the traditions mostly it's just getting together as you guys said eating together with family but then there's a lot of things we miss during during that time like you just reminded me andrew the flower the flower market we had that in guangzhou as well and it was a magical magical time every new year it was extremely magical because fresh flowers and heaps of firecrackers for for sale and all that and there's so many things that you could do. It's like it's like a huge convention where you can buy whatever you need. The whole street is decorated with red, loud music, and the crowd. Yeah, yeah where and everyone's the crowd. just stepping on your foot and all that. <laughs> oh, packed, pushing packed you out of the way. Yeah, packed like sardines, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was great because you knew you knew it was uh, actually a new year. But right here, I think we kind of follow it. We still, we still eat the food that we normally eat for New Year's. Uh, but the crowd and the celebration isn't quite there as compared to Asian countries or I, I in think, China. I think within the last few years, there's been a bit more celebrations within Sydney, at least. Like I know, I, I remember there were there were lanterns in like Circular Key area actually yeah. d- during Lunar New Year. Um, yeah. To celebrate that, I think they're because. The Asian population and the Asian community is getting growing mm. with the new generation also growing up. I, I feel like that might have influenced a little bit in terms of those sorts of celebrations, but 100% agree. Yeah. Like flower markets uh, in Hong Kong as well. Like how it works is that a lot of people during the day, they go there to buy flowers for to, uh, to kind of welcome the new year. And then at night, what happens is that a lot of people have different sorts of merchandise, like for example, plushies for the zodiac of that year. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like blow up uh, sorts of toys, those sorts of things for uh, different sorts of adults. And uh, apart from that, there's also like like the, the one thing I know that people in Sydney do is that they go to like Wollongong for temples, and I, I know that's quite common. I forgot about that. We used to do that, but we stopped because Wollongong was way too far away. Fair enough. I, I, I agree. I think Sydney being very multicultural, we have all sorts of uh, cultures and backgrounds of the people that live here. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, Sydney is quite inclusive. They, they make quite an effort to celebrate, you know, different traditions for whatever ethnic background that you are. And it's probably, yeah, it's growing year on year. You're seeing more and more things happen, not just, in, like you said, in the city but uh, in different suburbs where there is a stronger Asian community. I think it will be something to look forward to for future gener- generations to come. Yeah, my area, like Coles and Woolies, they actually start putting lanterns up towards Chinese New Year. And then Woolies now have a very large range of Asian food. And now it's coming towards New Year's. They have like Chinese New Year mochi pack. And then you have like a full shelf of just red food, like colored. And the pocky thing you were talking about. Yeah, and Coles has the pocky, the Chinese New Year pocky. Pocky chopsticks. Yeah, did you Mm. know it comes with pocky chopsticks? Yeah, I did. Like, I mean, that was the only thing that, that was the only reason why I wanted it. So, so, so for listeners who don't know, what, what are these pocky sorts of items, Jenny? Biscuits that is covered with different icings, I guess. That's the best that's way pretty, That's it. pretty much it, right? It's like just a, yeah. a very thin stick breadstick, I guess. A very thin breadstick with different flavorings. Could be mm-hmm. green tea, could be chocolate, strawberry. Mm-hmm. I think those, those are the main popular ones. Yeah, I think that's it. True, yeah. 
like going back, like not not to discredit Sydney not having enough traditions. Actually, like that's far from the point. I'm just saying it's different. But Sydney has come a long way in being inclusive and having all that. Because yeah, my my previous company, we actually they actually had the line dancers come into the office hall. Oh yeah, and dance, and then yeah, like give good fortune to the office for the new year and all that. And that's pretty sick. Like very proud. Yeah. Line dancers here. Oh, I think you do still see them. You know, sometimes if you're in a Asian community and they open up a new restaurant, I swear, I sometimes I see them go in and you know wish it good luck. Yeah. 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 So for me, because my gym has, or my previous gym, they have their own line dance crew. So for me, oh. I guess I I see it quite often. Because every year they do a, a show in Market City. So that's basically like near Chinatown in Sydney. Yeah, so every Chinese New Year, they'll be so busy prepping to do line dances. So I do see them quite often, at least for me. Do you guys know the background behind a line dance? Like why, why is it a line and what is a line dance? No, I no? actually don't know. Like I was always confused about it because I thought it would be more be like a dragon. Where'd the lion dance come from? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the lion isn't part of the zodiac. I know the dragon's <laughs> part of the zodiac, but yeah, I was super confused. Ginny's got yeah. an answer. So, well, not exactly. I don't exactly have the answer, but I guess my understanding of it is more like with the music, like loud music, the drums and all that, and the scary looking lion, I guess it's to scare the spirits or the bad things away. That's my understanding yeah. of it. Yes, correct. I think to add on, I remember um, that ancient China when the tradition first came about. They saw like the lion is being, I think, brave and them being like farmers that it would scare away, like you said, the evil spirits and bring in the new year. Which is something we'll touch later because we're, we're going to discuss all the traditions that we follow and why we actually follow them. But I want to go in specifics because we've been talking about Sydney as a whole and what traditions we do. But what traditions do you guys do specifically for yourselves? Because I kind of want to learn. I think we're, we're similar, but mm. we're same, same, but different. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure there's going to be some traditions that, you know, we do it slightly differently. And I feel like that'll be an interesting topic to talk about. So for me, I mean, in terms of traditions, before talking about it, I didn't realize I actually had that many traditions that I did like within my own family. But some of the things I did was like on the 28th, like you would kind of clean the house, you know, make sure that everything was like clean to celebrate kind of moving into the new year. Because after the 28th, I think, uh, don't quote me on this, but... From my understanding is that if you clean after that, you're kind of pushing away wealth outside of your house, mm. right? So that's that's something that I know of. Yeah, so you know with the cleaning thing, I've heard about that as well. So there's this thing where, say, if you had a really good year, people say don't sweep your things outwards, like out towards the door. You should sweep back towards into the into the middle of your house so you actually keep that luck because you had a good year. But say if you had a bad year, people would start sweeping it out the door and then that they would gather all the dust and stuff just by the door and then you sweep it away. So it's more like you're pushing that unlucky thing out of your house. Wait, what happens to the things swept into the middle? Do you leave it there? Oh, well, no, you still you, you still throw it out after, but it's just the action of have pushing things back into your house or pushing it out of your house, depending mm. on whether you had a lucky year or not. Mm, okay. So uh, another tradition I have is that uh, I would never buy shoes during Chinese New Year. Apparently that's bad luck. I don't know the reason why. Like, I actually yeah, asked why? my parents recently. They actually don't know. Yeah, Jenny has an answer. Yeah, so I, have, I, I did hear about it as well because it's the way that you pronounce shu in Chinese. So if, if you think about it, shu is high in Cantonese. 
and it's more like the what it sounds like the way that you're sighing. So people don't oh, even like it. Oh, oh. Mm. Uh, okay. I see. No, I, that's I was my always super confused. Of that. Okay. Yeah, like like Jenny actually mm. brings me to a point. I think a lot of a lot of the things we do during Chinese New Year is based off the homophone or what it sounds mm. like within Chinese. And because of that, that's why we do specific things. I know that um, for example, you also work wash your hair during Chinese New Year because in Chinese, if you wash your hair, you wash your hair during Chinese New Year, like like near the early parts of Chinese New Year, it means that you're you're kind of washing away the general fortune itself. So so that that's why a lot of people don't wash their hairs like for the first few days. And you also won't buy a clock. I mean that, that that's in general, I think, the, the Chinese tradition. I think that's yeah, you don't like, buy clocks you know, in general. Yeah, yeah. That, that that means that you're practically in Chinese, it means someone's passed away. That's what it symbolizes. And you don't want to symbolize that for someone you're gifting someone to. Right? Unless you're cursing them, but you don't want to do that like overall. But I never followed that. It's inconvenient to not wash your hair. And I, I never knew. I didn't know about this. Should I keep doing it now that I know? I mean, you, you, should I wash, well, how, not wash my hair now that I know? How's been over the last couple of years? Maybe, has it been all right then? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Well, maybe, it's a, maybe, maybe it could be better if exactly. I didn't wash it. Could be better. It's a placebo thing. So now that he knows about it, he, he, ha- he has to do it. Oh my God. Huh? But do you guys actually do it though? Like not wash your hair for how many I, days? Two I days. I haven't heard of this one. For, for me, it's only like the two, two, two or three days max, and then, and then I just huh. wash my hair. So I mean, in general, I would think that if you wash your hair every day, it's actually bad for your hair, isn't it? So like two days not washing is still okay. Uh, I think. Yeah, true. Like you kind of need to replenish the oils anyway within your hair. I usually just do it, or I usually just not do it on New Year's Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like on on the day. Okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's quite a lot. That you guys follow, Andrew and Jenny. What, what about Dom? Yeah, I'm like I'm like listening to all these things, and I'm like I can't relate. Like I I, I haven't heard of many of these uh these traditions. Like I think the very the, the very generic stuff about luck, about cleaning your house. Yes, I've heard of that. About buying shoes and about um washing your hair. No, I I don't really hear that as much. And it's interesting because my family's from the East Malaysia, East of Malaysia, and um there is this particular tradition called I think Yusheng or something where. It's basically a dish of raw fish. They've got vegetables and sauces and stuff. And the idea is, I think this is done in China and, and, as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. But what everyone does is um, they come together with that dish and then everyone mixes it, right? You pick it up and you drop it basically. So the higher that you mix it, and then it means that that, that person will have high prosperity for that year. So I found that out because um, a cousin of mine from West Malaysia told me like they were doing it that year. And send me some pictures and I had no idea what this was. Even with within Malaysia itself, East and West, there are some things celebrated more commonly. But this stuff that you guys have mentioned, dude, it makes sense. I feel very whitewashed now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there must be something specific to Malaysians that like like that fish thing you mix and then any is that, is that not do people in China don't do that? You've never heard of this? We have fish, but for different reasons, not not because we mix it and have oh, higher. Okay, there you go. Maybe this is a Malaysian thing then. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, other like stuff I remember we do during Chinese year. I mean, you have your your night markets, you have your lantern festival, you have your fireworks, firecrackers. That's that that's all the same, right? That's all. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So probably a few things here and there, but I think off the top, the top of my head, I can't really remember. Remember, it's been a while since I've been back, especially for Chinese New Year. 
Do you do anything particular on the New Year Day itself? Um, I know New Year's Day. I, I know me and my family, we, we get together. Like we might go to my mom's side of the family for lunch and then my dad's side of the family for dinner. And then we'd have fireworks at the end of the night. But what I do remember more is what happens after Chinese New Year, after the day, I think it's when you go and visit relatives and stuff, right? And then we go to all my different uncles and aunties and everyone just be eating and drinking. And if you're a kid and if you're um, married, you get to collect some cash, which was always good. Forgot about that. Red pockets. How could I? Yeah. So talking about red pockets, I'm actually so keen to grab some off our friends right now. So we do have friends who's getting engaged. And then once they're <laughs> married, mate, we're, we're crashing their places every single new year. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Like you give out red pockets if you're married, no yep. matter yeah. how young you yeah. are. No, no, no matter how old yeah. you are. Yeah. Or how, how old There's or no young. limit to, right? Like it could be as little as they want. You could get like 10 cents. That's true. Exactly. That's so true. don't get too excited. Money I is trust, money, all right? I trust our friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll give you like five cents. Yeah. <laughs> Because like the, the reason I asked Tom is because mm. for me on New Year's Day, like we usually have radish cakes like oh, on the yeah. actual day, like for breakfast for people that know Cantonese, like Lobako, mm. right? So yeah, we have that for breakfast itself with tea. Very similar to how your family does it. Go to a relative's place, mm. say all the greetings and get all the red pockets. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's the only major difference is what we eat on that specific New Year's Day. I'm not sure if you have that something similar actually, Ginny. Uh, we don't really because I'm not sure. I, th- I guess it's because we can't find anything that is comparable to how nice it is in Hong Kong. So we'd rather not buy it. Uh-huh. And like our friends sometimes give us some as well. So the homemade ones are like next level good. So we eat it there, but it's not specific that we have it on New Year's Day. Yeah, not for us. So for my family, I guess what we try to do is we either have new clothes on the day, it's got to be red, or yeah. we just find red clothes at home if we don't. Because I remember as a kid, we we always have new clothes every year, but as we grew up, this didn't really continue. So we just wore anything red we have at home. And what we tried to do recently is more like, there's a thing where it's you go out and you take a large walk around the block or something. You, you kind of take luck back in with you. So we do that. We've started doing that recently. How does that work? You walk around the block? Yeah. So in, in Cantonese, it's called Hang Dai Wan. So you basically walk around the block just to get like good luck coming back with you to start your oh. year off. That's basically how it is. Oh, hmm. that, that, that's interesting. I've never heard of that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We discussed a lot about the traditions, but I think most of the, these traditions, we do it because in Chinese, at least, they're homophones. They're homophones to, that give an extra meaning to a fortune and luck. So I did some research. Okay, so all, all the traditions that we follow, including the food we eat, the homophones, I guess, puns to all the fortunes we get. Some examples is we always have fish when we eat dinner for Chinese New Year. Oh, sorry, Lunar New Year. Because fish is pronounced you. And there's a saying, Nian Nian Yao Yu. Is that correct in yeah. Mandarin? Yeah, 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 that's right. Lin Lin Yao Yu, which, is, which means there will be abundance every year, mm. but also means every year there'll be fish. Mm. So you kind of put it together, which means you, you have to have fish. You have to have fish, exactly. And then there's also the long thread moss that you guys probably have during your congee. It looks like hair, right? You boil it in your congee, it looks like hair. It's a bit weird, but it tastes pretty nice. And that's like fa tai, fa, fa toy, oh, which, okay. also, which is also another pun or homophone for meaning prosperity. So that's why that's also something you should have as well. When I first ate that, I actually thought it was hair. Like, I, I was super confused. I was like, why, why are we eating hair on Chinese New Year? Like, do we not have better food? 
<laughs> but then I realized it was it was actually quite tasty. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not bad. Yeah. That is one from the memory banks. I remember having that as a kid. Do I think I've had it in like the last, I don't know, last 10 years or something. It's been a really long time. Yeah, we, we have it at my place as well, but I've never had it with congee. This is the first time I've heard of it. Yeah, how do you have it? Is it by itself? Because I don't remember having it with congee either. No, I, we have I it have with it. like shiitake and mushrooms and then chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, those same. type. Yeah, usually mm. yeah, it's with like like veggies and oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mushrooms. and mushrooms, yeah. Oyster. Yeah, with oyster sauce. I guess. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oysters? Actual, yeah, yeah, yeah. actual, actual oyster. oysters. Yeah, yeah, oysters. Because okay. oysters is another yeah. pun. Whole. Whole, oh, which is, yeah, yeah. what does whole mean? It means oh, you're very like, prosperity. Wealthy, wealthy. 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 You're very wealthy. Yeah. Like, I know in my family, we eat prawns because prawns sounds uh, like, so prawns in Cantonese is ha. Uh, and in English, it's like ha ha ha, like laughing. Yeah. Right? So it means in one sense that you can, you're going to be like super happy throughout the new year, yeah, which is yeah. why people have prawns. Yeah, exactly. We laugh like that in Chinese as well, by the way. I wonder how you laugh in Chinese then. Yeah. Laughs yeah. in English, laughs in Chinese. Laughing is not universal. <laughs> yeah, why don't you laugh in your own language? <laughs> that takes us back to the other tradition. You, you questioned about the lion dance. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, so everything we did, what, firecrackers, the color red, the lion dance, and what else? All those things that I just listed has to do with scaring away the monster called Nian, which is year. Like in Chinese, it's year, mm. which is the new year. So you scare him away, oh. right? So the color red makes him dizzy, and oh. the lions scare him away. And firecrackers, which is loud noise, also scares him away. Interesting, right? I also thought like the red was like China's lucky color as well. Aside from like what would you say making Nian dizzy? Yeah, makes him dizzy or weakens him somehow, so you have better chance of scaring him away. I, I guess that's similar to how I heard about the story. It's more about scaring away this sort of demon, like bad luck, bad mm. fortune, demons, those sorts of things. That Nian sort of uh, lion that lion thing. Yeah, about, yeah, right? exactly, exactly. So all our traditions kind of tie back to this one guy that we want to get rid of oh okay interesting right well that's it that's the end of the episode please subscribe to our podcast channel on spotify google or apple Podcasts. new episodes every week if you like this episode please give us a good rating and share with your friends what you want to see more behind the scenes for this podcast like us on our facebook page give us a follow on instagram and twitter for business opportunities or topics you want to discuss, email us on 4bananaspodcast at gmail.com. Catch you in the next one. Eric, Eric, you're editing your own, mate. <laughs>